Hello, good evening, and welcome once more as we prepare to venture forth into the world of Bulldog Dead Air. With me, as ever, are my trusty compatriots on this dangerous journey, Claire. Hello, everybody. And Ben. Happy Easter. Merry Easter. What do you say at Easter? Um, <laughs> Happy. Congratulations on not being sacrificed. Happy Easter. I'd, I'd, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what what do you say at Easter? We did say Happy Easter. Happy Easter, yeah. Happy Easter. Yeah. Happy Resurrection Day. No, well, she's gone straight to the chase, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this this episode, we will be talking about um, the impossibility of resurrection and um, how that fits into a zombie apocalypse. Chocolate eggs. Chocolate egg. Yeah. What what do chocolate eggs have to do with all? We, we're going to answer all of these questions today. All of these questions will be answered. Uh, so. Claire, how was your Easter? What did you get up to? My Easter was great because I I very successfully avoided all things related to Easter. It was lovely. Congratulations. Merry Easter. Happy Easter. Um, um, you successfully avoided all things related to Easter. Yes. What does that mean in the sense that y- you didn't smell any incense? I didn't smell any incense. You didn't eat any chocolate? Um, I actually, find that hard to believe. No, I didn't. I had chocolate cake on Sunday. But that was just chocolate cake. That wasn't because it was Easter. And I had my Easter eggs like in the beginning your, of March. Your normal weekend You what? Cake. You had your Easter eggs at the beginning of March? Because I went home at the beginning of March and my mum gave me like mini eggs and cream eggs and I ate them all. Well, the hang, on, hang, March. On, hang on, hang so. on, hang on. Hang on just a minute. Mini eggs and cream eggs do not suffice as Easter eggs. I didn't get any Easter eggs then. I I used to get very small... Easter eggs. Well, the size of the egg that I received at um, Easter depended on how good I'd been. Let's talk about our personal Easter's. I'll start, shall I? So, my Easter (laughs) celebration went a little bit like this. Um, My my parents would use it as an opportunity to uh, make me work for them. Um, (laughs) As always, uh, they saw an opportunity to get me to mow the lawn. Um, so I'd mow the lawn on e- the Easter weekend, and then they'd m- I'd make a nest in the garden out of the, the cut grass. And uh, the next day, I would go out into the garden, and there'd be a, an Easter egg in the nest. Obviously, that had been left by the Easter bunny, because he lays chocolate eggs. That's how it, <laughs> that's how it works. I- I'm slightly alarmed by this, Ben. Uh, after you previously... Uh fronting accusations at me that I live in a Dickensian novel <laughs> suddenly it's emerging that maybe your your childhood was more one of employment Abused, brutality disturbed <laughs> yeah uh, you're no, forced yeah, into work and employment without your consent uh, yeah well th- that's true and um, yeah I had to mow the lawn but I got a chocolate egg out of it the point is that the cho- chocolate egg would either be very big if I'd been good or a tiny little you know those really pathetic Tiny eggs that aren't really worth giving to anyone. You give them to your enemies. It's like an insult. Like an insignificant amount of chocolate. Claire, that. Claire, what what are your your memories, your reminiscence of childhood Easter? 
Well, my family weren't um, proponents of child labour like Ben's, so we were just given... Are you from Scotland? I'm from Scotland, <laughs> I. Um, we were kind of just given our eggs. Um, There's no fun in that. But we used you. to... Um, we did used to decorate boiled eggs, um, paint them, yep. um, decorate yep. them, my sister and I. At school or at home? Well, both. We always did it at home, but we tended to do it at school as well. It was one of those typical activities. And then we'd go to the park and roll them down the hill. Egg rolling, fantastic. Egg rolling. Yeah, we yeah. used to do that as well. I, I enjoyed that. Did Excellent. you do egg rolling in um, I, wherever it was um, that you grew up? When my dad actually put together epic treasure hunts. And I, remem- I remember them very vividly because he would colour code the clues, the envelopes. It wasn't with names. It was with the, the colour of your toothbrush. I remember this. And we had like a, an Easter egg hunt. Easter egg hunt, where it was basically with, with clues around the house. And he, he would write, he would construct all of these clues for, every, for the kids. And one by one, we'd have to go and find these clues. And at result, at the end, we had like an Easter egg. As uh, I see prize. what's happening here. So you're busy for like four hours. Your mum and dad go down the pub and have a, my, well, a few no, drinks. Well, no, my mum my doesn't really do the pub. And my dad my dad uh, doesn't drink. So uh, you, you do, it's not how it works. Ben, ben, this is not how it works. You know, you have to, you have a quiz master. I just, assumed, maintain it I just assumed everyone I mean, had th- the same were, level of abuse in there. <laughs> <laughs> there, were, there were moments, obviously, when... Uh, when you were out and about doing your your hunt for your your clue, uh, you would find other other people's clues. And uh, me and my brother, it wasn't unknown for us to move uh, brothers and sisters' uh, clues. Foul play. Yeah, foul play. Foul play was Difficult a big part of childhood. Child. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, uh, and obviously, church played a part uh, in our Easter celebrations. It being about Jesus and all. Uh, I thought it was about chocolate. Ben, you have some information for us, don't you? You, you? you have been studiously researching Easter. Easter is celebrated very differently in, in different parts of Europe. But certainly in England, it's it's a pagan and a Christian combo. It, um, a combination is true, isn't it? The egg thing comes from fertility. And I know that's a Roman goddess thing. They used to give painted eggs to the people they wanted to have babies with. Egg decorating is called uh, pisanka, and if I've not pronounced that correctly, then whatever. Write me an email, send me a letter, post me some some hate. What what um, pisanka? Pisanka as it is Ukrainian. It from Greek? Oh, Ukrainian. Okay, it comes from okay. Uh, the Ukraine. The, the the practice of of decorating eggs, of painting them, but um, they paint really really detailed, ornate scenes. It's not like the bland, boring, oh, I've painted my egg blue kind of thing that we do at school. It's like, well done, Johnny, have a star. Come put it on the chart. I never got any stars either at school. I'm not going to use surprising. this podcast as th- a therapy session. <laughs> Let's move on. So the name of Easter comes from Oestre or Iastre or Ostara, which is the goddess of uh, spring. It's fertility, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she's a, a pagan, a pagan goddess. But there's, there's. Can we just, just two seconds? Just two seconds. Uh, recently, in conversation with Ben, because we have interesting conversations, All Ben has time. been making reference to this word pagan, and I want to just quickly clarify what pagan means. Pagan is an umbrella term given by Christian society to all religions that come before them. And so we have Gandalf. this idea that we have this idea that pagan means before Christ, before the Jewish faith, they were just. There was just this, this, this big religion called paganism. And there's very, very, very many different um, religions. And most of them are 
multi-theist, I think is the phrase. They have many gods. Yeah. Pantheist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pantheist is the word, isn't and, it? And um, well, the, the, the common element is that they predominantly worshipped nature. And yeah, the, all the gods sun, have natural, the moon, natural the stars. Exactly, yeah. And, well, the, the animal kingdom, which is why a lot of the symbols are animals or there are animals involved, which is where the Easter Bunny comes from. Um, it was related to... Um, Fertility. Oestre. <laughs> uh, uh, she had... Uh, she was, a, she was a, a Saxon goddess. A Saxon goddess? Saxon goddess, yes. Okay. And uh, let me just remember the things that I learnt about her. Uh, yes, she, yeah, she represents fertility. And, surprise, um, surprise. The change, the change of the season is, is from the cold, harsh winter to the uh, fruitful spring when all the, the plants and flowers start growing. Which is ironic, really, because that's what the Christian celebration is all about. Yes. Renewal and rebirth. Coming back from the dead. It's all very tidy, isn't it? Um, interestingly, this week, a little bit different. This month, sorry. A little bit different. We have we have a piece here from uh, the Mean Streets of Zaragoza asking some people about their Easter traditions in Spain. Roll the tape. Um, there's not that many Easter traditions, uh, and not in my family. But uh, my church does a thing every year that we we normally attend, but they do a recreation of the Passover dinner on Good Thursday. Well, my Easter traditions are as typical here. We are on holidays on that day, so we go at, uh, we go home and we spend our time with our family, our friends. We go out. There are plenty of processions, and well, old people or not so only old old people go to church because it's typical here for the fourth day of Easter. And some people play drums or and they carry the virgin, so that's typical here. My family tradition are, for example, I went to watch uh, processions and prepare torrijas. That was the lovely uh, Carmen, Marta and uh, Elena uh, giving us some information about their Spanish uh, family Easter traditions, which tend to revolve around Hitting processions. Things. Drums. Now, it is time on the Bulldog Podcast for us to cast our geary eye over the Easter traditions of Zaragoza. We could spend several minutes talking about uh, the Klu Klux Klan. Yeah, thank you. And uh, talk about the cofradías and th- the similarity they have to a well-known brand of white supremacists. Um, but everyone knows that. Um, let's talk about the drumming instead. It's a feature of Easter. It's a feature of Easter across Spain. Uh, 
what does it represent? I heard from one of my students that the drumming represents the thunder and the, the, the anger and the wrath of God um, after his, his representative on earth had been nailed to a piece of wood. You make, you make Jesus sound like some sort of sales rep. Yeah, he come, well, yeah, he's come <laughs> down here to sell all those Bibles. <laughs> Didn't go too well, did it? It's, no. quite, it's quite a drastic response. Most people put up a sign saying, you know, no no pamphlets in this letterbox. No Beware of the dog. Yeah, no soliciting. And um, well, he got nailed to a piece of wood. Bit unfair. Uh, Claire, have you heard... Um, well, that, he he's going to come back at some point, apparently. That's, that's the deal. He comes back again. And, you know, then at that point, we have to all look really busy. Uh, Claire, is, is this the understanding you have about the drumming? I've never heard any explanation of why they do it, actually. No, you haven't? No. Um, uh, ben, what I've heard is the same as Ben. It, it basically, it represents the thunderstorm at the point that Jesus dies on the cross mm. on the Friday. And uh, I have a theory about this. I have a theory about this. Because uh, unfortunately, that's all we have time for. So <laughs> please tune in next week. Go on, the give us your theory. The well, the, the, the Cofradías they spend uh, m- most of most weekends from January practicing this drumming. Yeah. Was it Ben? You were telling me there are was it twenty six different songs that they play. There's actually twenty seven. Twenty seven. Beg your pardon. There's twenty seven different songs that they play, and Probably. there's a large <laughs> there's a large contingent of the Spanish population who who practices the. It, 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 it is a, a very religious experience. You know, they, they concentrate on this event and they And you get a day it. off school. If you are at, at school. At school. Yeah. Um, and I believe what's happening is a, a big proportion of the Spanish population are spending three months thinking about a thunderstorm. And then what happens? They make it rain. They make it rain. It's oh. a rain dance. It's a rain dance. You know, universe, God, deity, existence, reality, creation, whatever you want to call him, Cliff, uh, as he's better known to us English people. Um, simply, you know, as Easter comes, he, he brings the rain because the Spanish people have been asking for the rain. For months and uh, months. And for and months, months and months and months. <laughs> and then you have these pictures, these pictures of people in Sevilla. Oh, the Macarena can't come out this year because it's raining. <laughs> you know... Macarena. God's probably they going. That song about what, that, didn't they? What, what, <laughs> what are you cross about? That's what you wanted. They do say La lluvia en Sevilla is pura maravilla. Sure. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. The interesting thing about Easter is it's to the moon calendar. It's never at the same time each year in the calendar as such. It's on the moon calendar, so it moves around. Yet it still always rains at Easter. The Spanish people do not have any understanding of the I, true I, power I, that they have. I think I would. I would agree. I'd say that is. An example of this can be seen in England. The second your dad says, right, let's have a barbecue, and goes into the garage and dusts off the barbecue, and you walk outside and it's chucking it down. But we, you have a barbecue Some anyway, don't you? Excellent vocabulary there. You have a barbecue anyway. In England, what? you just get the, get a brolly out. You must well, have had a barbecue the, under barbecue, an umbrella. Yeah. Well, this is. Th- this is interesting. It's interesting because I, I don't think it works Rain's not going to stop us. I don't think it works that way around, Ben. I think simply if my dad's anything like your dad, once, once the month begins with a J, it doesn't matter what the weather is. January. <laughs> Good point, well made. Uh, once the month begins with a J and a U, uh, an A and a U, it doesn't matter what the weather's like. We're eating outside. We're eating al fresco, al dente. We're eating outside because it's summer, isn't it? 
even if it is sub-zero temperatures and raining or, you know, one of those epic brown-scale vision thunderstorms that come through. No, we're still we're eating outside. It's the summer. Absolutely. That's what we do. Anyone want ice cream? Oh, can I have a, a jacket? I remember the, the summers in England. Do you remember the summers in England? They lasted about 24 hours. Well, there's always that joke, because I went to university in Glasgow, there's always that joke. I remember summer. It was between 4.15 and 6 o'clock on the 23rd yeah. of July, you, 1995. You two are from the south, so you might get a summer that lasts 24 hours. In Glasgow, it's about 24 minutes. Uh, when when, when the sun comes out in Glasgow, everyone runs to Kelvin Grove Cap Park, south. and, and there's, there's like a couple of guys with ice cream vans going, This is our time! <laughs> and that's it. It's like Brave Harbour with ice cream. <laughs> no, people people in Glasgow eat ice cream all year. They don't really care that it's cold. They don't really they buy ice first, cream. <laughs> can you get you can He's get right. deep fried ice cream, can't you? I think you can. Um, if you can't, then you there's definitely a bulldog announcement to be well, made in the next. Big Alaska, which is, but that's not. Which that's is a Spanish British. celebrity in the sun. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yes, uh, how do we, um, I mean, we, we've all been here for a while now, so we're used to long, the Coffee of the uh, Marches. Um, for me, for example, often around festival periods in Zaragoza, the key is to make sure, A, that you've done your shopping before the shops close. Yeah, we've yep. all been there. And B, that you need to know where these processions are going, because the worst thing in the world is to be trapped inside the procession cycle I, I got trapped in a square of processions once i was just in in the middle there was a, a a procession going in either direction in a square around me and i had no choice but to get totally drunk in a bar um because i couldn't escape and i resent that what the fact if, you had a lack of choice if i if i were to describe um easter in zaragoza in in two words it would be Beautiful and inconvenient. Claire, how would you describe uh, Easter in Zaragoza? I think I would, um, the word that comes to mind really is noisy. That's a good one. That's a good attitude um, to use. Living reasonably through. close to the city centre, um, reasonably close to Plaza de Justicia, where the where the co- the action the, the action kicks in. Um, yeah. Star. Um, yeah, noisy. I I would describe uh, Easter in Zaragoza as dignified and mesmerizing, familial. Mm. It's all about family. Once yeah. again, in in uh, in Spain, uh, I I I do apologize. I do yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, the gambas have reared their ugly head once more because uh, that's what they do. Look, you know now. Now, Torijas, t- finally, finally, we have reached. I mean, Roscon's all right. I can, I, 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 Roscon's okay, but you're basically balancing it up against Christmas pudding, uh, and Roscon doesn't win that fight. But Torijas, now this is a Spanish food tradition I can more than happily get behind. Yeah. Elena mentioned it earlier on. You know, it's basically bread soaked in milk. And then basically cinnamon. fried, fried in egg, and then covered in sugar and cinnamon. Is that is, is it, I like it's a good word in Spanish. Canela is a good word. Um, and this is this is a food tradition I can happily get behind. Although this week, uh, Ben and myself, we were introduced to the concept of what was it? Um, Mono de Pascua. 
Oh, yes. Monkey. Easter, Easter monkey. Easter monkey. And this is just a. No, is it not an Easter bun? Mono is a bun. Because of the shape. Oh, she yeah. suddenly explained the yes. confusion in the translation. It's like a it's an giant Easter bun. Claire cake. has literally just yeah. done a, 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 a hair this Pantene Pro V impression in the studio. She has released her <laughs> hair, released her let it fall down, cascading, and, and then put it straight back up in a bun. Yeah. Um, cause in I'm going to do the same with mine. You can say, el, uh, Estoy hasta el moño. Or uh, mono. Is it mono or moño? Maybe it's moño. Anyway, oh, suddenly Claire's reached an uncertainty in yeah. her Spanish there. Um, wh- what is this? It's Easter monkey. I might be wrong ben. there. E- e- Easter monkey. Easter monkey is like the Easter rabbit. He comes into your home uh, while you're sleeping during the Easter season, and he sits on your head. And uh, when you wake up in the morning, you know when you wake up in the morning, you've got really bad breath. That's the Easter monkey's been messing with you. Basically, I and it only happens during Easter. I thought I thought he just ruffled your hair. That's what bed he hair was. He makes your hair look incredibly bad, and um, he usually steals a few euros out of your wallet as well. Okay. Okay. So I saw. Or these, it could um, be a cake. No, I saw these monos <laughs> in one of those two things in one of the bakeries, and um, is it an actual egg that's on top? It looks like a boiled egg. Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Oh, I, I think you know. can get savoury or sweet versions. I saw some very, very impressive um, tapas that were made to look like the um, procession um, stations of the cross depictions. Really? There was tapas with a, you had a fried egg, fried egg, or no, there were no gambas, gambas involved. Gambas nailed to a cross. There was some potato, a fried egg, and then four sort of cocktail sticks holding up like a, uh, a canopy of uh, jamón. And then a piece of bacon or ham on that sort of looked a bit like um, uh, Mary with her cloak open, and it was it was very impressive. That's brilliant. I'd feel bad impressive. about eating it for a for a moment. Yeah, just a moment, no eh? Yeah. Um, so what have we what have we learnt about the difference between our Easter traditions? First of all, I don't see much Easter egg action here in Spain. No. In in England, I think we've been heavily commercialised, and now it's just chocolate. Well, this is it. We we talked about Lent, and Lent is the forty days sacrifice before Easter. And what we tend to do in Britain is basic. Well, what what women tend to do is give up chocolate for forty days, and then eat gorge. lots of chocolate. Oh, I got a bit a chocolate gorge binge. Chocolate. Yeah, gorge on chocolate. Eat all of the chocolate. Yeah. Well, I think what the thing with the egg is um. Like you were saying before, the egg was a pagan symbol of fertility, but the Christian church or Catholic church, I'm not sure which, kind of appropriated it and used it as a symbol Absolutely. of the rock Absolutely. in front of the tomb. But this is... This is uh, That's why we do the egg rolling. Precisely. Um, this, is, this, is, this is what happens with the Catholic church. The Catholic church throughout history appropriates festivals and celebrations and symbols. For example, go on. hot cross buns... Now, hot cross buns. One a penny, two a penny, hot, hot cross, cross buns. buns. If you have Close no daughters, give them to your sons. I, I, penny, I actually, two a penny, I'm going to say this. Buns. I'm going to say this. Torijas are actually probably nicer than Better. hot cross buns. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? But I still love them. <laughs> oh, I love hot cross buns. How hot, like a sweet bread, aren't they? Basically, hot cross buns yeah. are. Well, Claire, you tried to make some recently, but um, I'm I, I understand it came out. Too bready, less like less like a bun. Too but much dough. Too much dough, yeah. Yeah. But basically, it's a it's so kind of a spiced bread, sweet bread, bread with um, sultanas. 
Yeah, it's got like little sultanas uh, or lemon rind and little bits yeah, like that. Yeah, orange rind. Yeah. Yeah, all thrown in, all it thrown into the mix. Amaze balls. There's nothing better than a hot cross bun with some butter. Toasted, a toasted hot cross bun. I, I think a hot cross bun is a, a perfect definition of how e- easy English is because it's a literal, like most things, it's a literal description. It's a bun, which is a type of bread, a round piece of bread. Uh, it, you eat it hot and it's got a crust on it. It's a hot cross bun. Yeah. Hello, welcome to English. Exactly. Easy. Exactly. Easy. Now, no but you, mono, you no, no monos de Pascua. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Easter monkey rubbish. <laughs> We've, there's no monkey involved. It's, it's a hot cross bun. A straight adjective chain yeah. of description, and noun, let's action. Talk, let's talk about the history of it. So there. yeah, tell tell us about hot cross buns, Ben. Hot cross buns were again. This isn't this isn't angry boobs. Is a is a, a pagan a pagan ritual when the Christians came over to England, and they said, "Look, Gandalf, stop worshiping nature and all of this rubbish." Um, we've got this much better idea uh, going on, and it's great. And they were like, no, not really interested in that. At the time, the pagan women were making these delicious little buns, uh, and they kept offering them to their gods, and the Christians got together and they had a meeting. It sounded like this. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? So uh, at the end of that meeting, they decided that instead of stopping the pagans from making their delicious little hot breads um they were going to use a form of marketing and just put a cross on top of it so when the pagans ate the buns they'd be eating the symbol of christianity well okay claire i do believe you have a question for us yes yes so um one of my i know you said it's not really stirred but one of my favorite things to eat at Easter is a cream egg. A cabbage cream egg. Oh cabbage. Yeah. I love other, cabbage. Other cream types eggs. of chocolate confectionery are available. So, you know, on the internet, like for the last couple of years, people have been doing crazy challenges. Yep. Like stupid things like the um, ice bucket challenge or. Ridiculous. The yeah. people who are doing planking ridiculous. challenges oh, like ridiculous. all over the place. Oh, or planking. Yeah, planking. A bunch of plankers. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of people who tried to down litres of alcohol and all sorts of things. No, that was me and Ben. That, yeah, I know you participated. That was just Friday night. <laughs> even a challenge. So there's another one which is called the cream egg challenge. Well, it basically involves somebody going, how do you do it? <laughs> no, I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> um, basically, they had to try and eat 50 cream eggs. 50? And see what? how quickly oh, they could do it. Cool what? Hand Luke. What? 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 Cool Hand Luke? Go on. One of the greatest films ever made. I I haven't seen it. Do, have you Neither got the, have do you I, know the information? I'd, I'd heard about this film. I'll let film, you go on then. It's, it's great. No, I have no information about the film. I just have information about the crazy people have been doing the challenge. So I I'm a bit bemused. I'm a bit bemused because I thought Cool Hand Luke was a, an American film. Yeah. And I thought Cadbury's Cream Eggs were a, a uniquely British thing. Actually, they're sold globally. No yeah. way. Americans like their cabbage cream eggs. I mean, we're basically talking like a milk chocolate egg filled with a fondant center. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's gloopy. It's gloopy. How do chocolate. you eat yours? Uh, with 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 enjoyment. I, I don't actually have any particular way of eating a cream egg. I just enjoy eating a cream egg. I love that moment eating a cream egg when you feel the cavity forming in your teeth yeah. before you swallow. 
a cream egg is a luxury of life it's basically it's the pinnacle of western society let's be honest you know never mind the internet never mind the cure for cancer Cadbury's cream egg is where it's at we've peaked it's all downhill from here I'm afraid which is good because the cream egg can roll down Uh, please go on come back to the question the challenge so 50 50 cream eggs so there there have been several people trying to do this and the the record at the moment for eating cream eggs 50 cream eggs was set by an American woman from Las Vegas she's called Mickey Sudo is she quite fat no she's not she's smaller than me I, oh I actually watched the video of this, and she's tiny. Oh, okay. Therefore, we're going to have to put a link to this video in the uh, Click the on the link. section. Yeah. Click on the link to have a look at this video, because me and Ben are going to watch it and go, oh, my God, she's I, actually quite pretty. I expected her to be like this, you know, the stereotypical enormous American. Yeah, man. No. Las Vegas, cream egg record eater. How how quickly did she... Oh, I, I dread to think. This is the question. You're coming to the question, aren't coming you? Coming to the question. How so quickly did she eat 50 cream eggs? 50? So I have, I'll give you three options. Goodness me. Yep. Five minutes and 30 seconds. Six minutes and 15 seconds. Or eight minutes and 10 seconds. Hmm. So the previous guy who um, made this video did it in 14 minutes and something. She did it much quicker. She's a professional competitive eater, which I didn't know existed, so this is interesting. Oh, oh that, yeah. that does exist. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Five minutes yeah. and 30 seconds, six minutes and 15, or eight minutes and 10. Ansel, I'm going to go for 6.15. Well, uh, did she set this record this year? I think the link from the video, I think it was from 2014. Uh, did it cause a, a stir in the uh, in the champion, competitive eating world? Probably. As a, I, I mean, I haven't heard about it. Nothing has changed. I, I'm quite a competitive eater. Um... I'm going to go, I think she probably smashed the record out of the park. I reckon it's probably the first dance, I think it's five minutes and 30 seconds. Five minutes and 30 seconds. She probably has this, uh, one of those kind of expandable gullets, and she probably doesn't chew it, she just, or, you know, just swallows them whole. We have to announce the winner of the uh, competition. Um, It was quite tough this week, uh, this month, beg your pardon. Um, Had some interesting entries. In the end... Uh, we decided on awarding this this month's uh, voucher Drum to. Carmen Orduz. Ah, congratulations! Congratulations, Carmen. Uh, yes, um, there are there are more than three people who listen to this program. It's yeah. astonishing. No way. Yeah, yeah. even more. There's more than three people who submit uh, written work to us for the competition. You I mean, mean there's three people other than the people we forced to listen to? No, th- more our partners. There's, there's, there's three people more than us. <laughs> Because I, I know I listen to this program. So there you go. Uh, that that is uh, the end for this month. Um, bit of a, a rambling Easter procession that it was. Um, I'm hoping the drums were in time. I'm hoping that uh, your your back isn't too scarred from the cat and nine tails whipping that you have been giving yourselves. Um, until next month, where we will invariably be discussing some other. Tradition. What are we discussing next month? Taxidermy. Taxidermy. Is that? Is that? Exactly. Why why would we be doing that twice? We rejected the option at the last editorial meeting. What are we talking about next month? Do we know? Um, No. Excellent. Excellent. It's going to be a surprise. Yay. We can talk about surprises. We can talk about surprises. Yeah. 
Um, I'm glad that this month we haven't really mentioned uh, New Year's uh, resolutions because uh, they haven't been going so well. Uh, but we're in March, so what do you expect? Um, thank you very much for listening, and until next time.